0: Uh, you know, there's there's so much that ke- that keeps showing us how how divided we are, and how deep that schism has gotten, and how and I and you know so much in our culture right now that's um, emphasizing that rather than trying to repair it. Mm-hmm. That's using that um, you know in our political system to for, you know, selfish power-grabbing reasons um, Mm -hmm. instead of trying to heal that and bring people together.
1: That was Pillsbury House Theatre co-artistic director Noelle Raymond speaking about how she and her colleagues came up with the idea for The Great Divide, a project they launched in the wake of the 2016 presidential election. Pillsbury House commissioned five local playwrights to each write a 10-minute play on the political divide in America, and produced them as a single show with opportunities for the audience to discuss the plays and their own experience of the election afterwards. Raymond and her co-artistic director Faye Price had a different show on the docket when the election happened, but...
0: We realized that we had to do something, Yeah, you know, that, it, that we couldn't just go ahead with the plays. The, the fir- especially the first play of the season had to ha- be some kind of response. There need to be a lot of voices. It needs to be a diverse set of voices. We want to really like lots of different perspectives on what's gone on here and what's going on here and Once we got into it, we thought, oh my God, this actually it works really well. It's really interesting. It seems to have really captured something.
2: Why don't we just do this every year of the Trump administration It's uh, really rare that you get to work on a play that's so topical so quickly to the topic. <laughs>
1: That's actor Tracy Maloney, a veteran of the Twin Cities theater scene. Along with Audrey Park, Ricardo Vasquez, and Mikkel Sapp, she's back for the second edition of The Great Divide. The theme this year is the politics of truth, and as the show heads into its second iteration, the actors all agreed that something feels different this time around.
2: And I haven't wrapped my brain about quite what it is this year, but it feels different this year with the year gone by, with the mm-hmm. election and the change, and... So it feels different this year working on these, and I'm not sure how. Like, last year was just so kind of, like, quick and overwhelming, and it had just happened. Yeah.
3: There was sort of, like, a sense of shock
1: last year, yeah. too, I
3: remember. Yeah. Like, it just, the election had just ended, which was seemed to go on forever. Mm-hmm.
1: That's Ricardo Vasquez, who you may know from any number of shows at Park Square Theater or Mixed Blood.
3: And then the plays came in, and we were all sort of navigating even how to represent those Mm -hmm. topics in a way and we all wanted to do it and and we wanted to present it in a way that people would feel that they were being heard on Mm -hmm. either side of the argument Mm -hmm. and that we weren't trying to do a night of like liberal plays Mm -hmm. to make people Mm -hmm. feel bad about the outcome of the election but we were really trying to do a night of plays just talking about the whole election process Mm -hmm. and where we were as a country as a whole
4: a lot of times there's not an opportunity for us to be on stage this way that's Mikkel Sapp,
1: who's been a mainstay on Twin Cities stages since moving here from Alabama back in 2011.
4: So for me to be able to work with Tracy Maloney, Audrey Parts, Ricardo Vasquez, it was just it was just something I was just like, wow, I'm in that group. You know what I mean? I just remember getting the email and just being like, but none of us knew what was going on, though. <laughs> we didn't know. We didn't yeah. know what was going on. We didn't know the rest of the cats. We right. didn't know the rest right. of the <laughs> cats. <either. laughs> it was just crazy. So, yeah. I mean, so then when we all got in the room, all of us, there was this sense of like... I won't say fear, but people just on edge, like, okay, so what is this? And I remember them being like, we don't know what this is. We're going to all find out together. And I feel like yeah. that's kind of where we were in America. Like, we don't we don't know where things are going, but, hey, we're going to grab hold to each other and just – we're going to go forward. So
2: For me, it feels like this year, what feels different is there's a different energy of, of, of excitement.
1: That's Audrey Park, who you may know from Jessica Huang's play last year at the History Theater or from her title role this fall as Electra with 10,000 Things.
2: Like last year was just like, oh my God, what happened? And then this year's like, okay, we know what happened. Let's do stuff about it and move forward. Yeah. yeah.
3: We've also like really been helping each other out, too. Like I feel like this year in the rehearsal process, it's more like a team. Yeah, if yeah. one of us is confused about blocking, somebody will help us. If one of us is lost on the line or has a question about a play, maybe the overall meaning of a play, we take the time to stop and talk about it so that we're all on the same page so that we can like attack it. But I really mm-hmm. feel like... It's a team that's doing it, which is super fun. And also that there are five different plays, so we all get to play five different characters and sometimes more mm-hmm. yeah. throughout the night, which is also super cool to see mm-hmm. Like all of these different sides of yeah. our craziness <laughs> <laughs> come out. Mm-hmm. Last year, I felt that we could draw like really strong parallels to the conversations that we were having with each one of the plays. Mm-hmm. And this year, what's really exciting to me, on top of that, because there are some definite parallels that you'll see you'll be able to draw lines of the moments that make you know make sense from the election or to our political climate to the play but there's also plays that are not necessarily rooted in our politics, mm-hmm. but have been affected by our politics and our points of view of what we have about certain topics, yeah. which I think is really exciting. That yeah. there are this is like this poetic license this year to not just write plays that are conversations about politics, but to write worlds and journeys and and characters coming together in almost mythical ways.
1: Director Noel Raymond agrees that a bit of distance from the election itself has allowed for a wider stylistic range in the plays. Each of them offering up a different and somewhat magical take on the theme, the politics of truth.
0: I, I think people will be surprised because the, none of the playwrights address the question in a super simple, easy way. So the way into the idea of the politics of truth is really interesting. What's interesting too is there's a there's a layer of supernatural in all of them that wasn't that just sort of appeared magically by itself. It wasn't anything anybody ever talked about in the
1: room. Jessica Huang, one of the playwrights, is certainly no stranger to magic. Her myth-driven family sagas oftentimes incorporate ghosts and dream sequences. For The Politics of Truth, though, she's taken a relatively more naturalistic approach, creating her script from archived email correspondence during her early days as a journalist.
5: I I was really thinking about how, how can we put truth on stage like what can we do that's real that's really real you know um and I was also doing I mean, this is sort of convoluted I don't know how useful it will be but I was doing some research into the Roman killing theater where I don't know if you know this but, but back in the day um there there were some like corporal punishments that were doled out through theater so so um convicts would be killed basically, in, like, a theatrical way, playing um, Orpheus, for example, and then being ripped apart by wild animals. And, you know, but I didn't want to, like, jeopardize (laughs) any of of our, like, brilliant cast or anything. And I thought, well, the only thing that I could really, like, try to um, sacrifice on stage is myself. So I was going – I just went through these emails from this, like, time in my life where I was in a huge transition, where I – my politics weren't um, clear – and I didn't have, uh, I didn't yet have language or uh, context or understanding. I hadn't met as many people in my life as I've met now. Um, but I think there's like cruelty uh, that I w- was more willing to to tap into and express via <laughs> email sometimes. Um, and I was so I just tried to find sort of the the best examples of of that, as well as telling a story about journalism.
1: Huang's play contrasts verbatim excerpts of her emails with her editors and the people whose lives she chronicled while she was a journalist with the journalist's creed, a declaration that journalism students around the world recite as an affirmation of journalism's highest values. The result is an intriguing, slightly disorienting experience of the clash between ideals and reality.
2: I believe in the profession of journalism.
1: I believe
4: in the, the profession, profession of, journalism. of journalism.
2: I believe that the public journal is a public trust. I believe, I believe that, that
4: the public, public journal is a public trust. trust. That
2: all connected with it are. And that all connected, connected with, with, with it are. To the full measure of their responsibility. To the full measure of their responsibility. November 10th, 2007. Subject, no subject. I'm hanging out here at the city desk. Essentially, I'm the slave labor secretary for the Missourian for six hours today. And I decided to take a look at National Geographic's website. Redacted, every story on their website is one I wished I wrote. I suddenly remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. I want to work for them so badly, Redacted, that all of this is worth it if I can. If I could have you and work for National Geographic, I would be happy for the rest of my life. I think. The story's getting there. I've attached my first run through of your latest draft. Staying afloat, Teach for America Corps members struggle to keep their heads above water as they face hardships with the education system and the program itself, by Jessica
4: Huang. Hi, Jessica. I didn't realize that the story would take so long to go to publication. To be quite honest, things have changed a lot since then and I'm not sure how comfortable I feel with this anymore. I'm having a much better experience at my school and even taking on some leadership roles. I have a bad feeling that something bad will come from this.
2: Dear Redacted, I know this is tricky, but the story is all ready to go and has been sent to my editor. I can make some last-minute changes, but I can't pull it. I believe that news and editorial columns should serve the best interests of readers. Talk to Redacted off the ledge. (laughs) I think this will beef up the end, so hooray! Now, though, I'm going to take a dance class.
1: In addition to Huang's journalism play, there's also an environmental justice piece, a piece about Mount Rushmore, and a retelling of the Oedipus myth, which shows how Oedipus might not be such a hero after all. In an age when our knee-jerk reactions have become so weaponized by politicians and the news media, plays like The Great Divide offer us a chance to hold contradictory truths as we figure out the best way forward.
0: It, it feels like, I mean, given the Me Too movement and the now the young people and the anti-gun violence and the... That, that we're in a time where people just really want to take their stirred upness and do something positive with it mm-hmm. and, and come together around it. And so I th- I'm hoping that this, you know, that we're part of keeping that energy alive and making and helping people think in really complex and nuanced and thoughtful, generous ways about these things.
1: So what can you expect from the Great Divide? probably not a sense of resolution, but perhaps you'll walk away with a renewed sense of how to handle the complex, contradictory nature of our experience. And you'll be reminded that even in the most confusing of times, you're never alone. The Great Divide 2, The Politics of Truth, opens tonight, Wednesday, March 14th at Pillsbury House on Chicago Avenue, and runs through Sunday, March 25th. For Minnesota Playlist, I'm Kip Dooley.